0: Hey, happy Tuesday! Welcome to the Coaching Minds podcast. Today we're going to finish up our series "Do Hard Things" with a podcast topic that I'll be honest—I've been putting off. I haven't really wanted to do. I don't really want to talk about. Um, but and it's its going to be difficult for me. I'm sure. It's basically we're going to look at some things that I haven't been doing so well, um, and and it's difficult to admit. I have failed in this area, or I've dropped the ball in this area, or I'm not doing as well as I could be in this area. Um, And so, you know, maybe you're struggling with something similar. Maybe yours is completely different, Um, but we all have difficult things that sometimes we need to do and we need to not hide behind excuses, um, which I've been doing for a little bit too long. So today uh, we're going to touch back on the topic that kind of sparked episode number 54, get off your butt and get to work. Um, you know, at the time I didn't really advertise it, but that was for me. I, I needed to hear that message. So I appreciate the the phone calls and emails. I know a lot of you guys enjoyed that one as well. Um, but today we're going to dive into a little bit more of me struggling with some things and how I'm going to take back control of some areas of my life. Let's get it, Zeke. Welcome to the Coaching Minds Podcast, helping you overcome obstacles so you can reach and achieve more. Here are your hosts,
1: Ben and C. Okay, Ben, so in episode 54, we uh, that was Get Off Your Butt and Get to Work, that was obviously aimed at our audience, but also to you and I, and it kind of struck a match that uh, kind of lit lit the fire underneath our butt to kind of go do some things, and that's what led to this kind of series about doing hard things. And you and I have done some hard things together. Nothing that's too crazy. We ran a 5k together years ago down in Florida. We talked this morning about some of the 50 mile bike rides you've done, all these different things that you're going to get into. Uh, but let's start way back, you know, and talk about what you did in high school and college, uh, what that all looked like. Um, and the hard challenge of going to like 18 different colleges that you, <laughs> that you went through, um, in your college tour, but, uh, let's start there. You're a, you're a college athlete, right?
0: So, you know, I, I played baseball and football in high school and I was, I mean, I set a bunch of records, but I wasn't necessarily, they've all been broken since we'll say someone has to start the standard, (laughs) something like that. And, you know, so I was, I was never, I was never a skinny guy. I was never a long distance runner. Um, you know, I was, 6'2", 215, which is why some of the smaller D1 schools, you know, sent me letters. This is back before huddle, obviously. And I sent them my game film and never heard from them again, <laughs> you know, but I had, I had decent size and I was in, I was in some, I was in a little bit of shape. Um, but going to, going to Wabash college, I had to get ready for the 12 minute run. And that was something that coach Creighton had us do. And we had to go tw- uh two miles In 12 minutes, which, you know, was, that was more than I had done, uh, you know, running a longer distance at a faster pace than anything that I'd done. Um, and my, my freshman year, I did it and knocked it out and, you know, kind of felt like, yeah, that was a, that was a great accomplishment. Um, that was also the last time that I saw ab muscles, um, Mm. in a picture of myself um, and you know, so that, that was a while ago. And then my whole, I guess if I'm, I'm looking back on like my high school and college days, the only reason I worked out was the football team.
1: It was just to better yourself for that season, not for overall health, anything of that sort, just for the no. upcoming season.
0: Yeah. I I don't know that I was, I don't know, short, short-minded I guess I I don't know how you would describe it but I just I was more concerned about what are what's this set of bench reps gonna do for (laughs) my my role on the on the football
1: team which I think is something that a lot of us uh, have probably I wouldn't say struggle with but we had that same mindset through high school and if you were able to play college sports you were just training for what what is coming up right sure I know for myself, I had to gain weight to um, to play linebacker in college, and every night, uh, our my quarterback and I, because he also he needed to gain weight, we would just go down to the dining commons and absolutely pound food. And was that healthy long-term? No, but we had that, like you're saying, that short-minded vision of just the next six months or eight months, and that's all we cared about. And I think you see that with a lot of people as they gain weight after college is because why? Why do so? You you've lost that short term motivation,
0: right? And so, you know, I graduated from college, and you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that I was lazy. I mean, I I worked hard at my job. I worked hard at coaching football. I worked hard at, you know, I was a I was a wrestling coach at the time. I coached one year of baseball. Like I I poured a ton of time and energy and effort into my athletes, and you know, when it when it came down to it, I just I didn't really have that motivation to really go into the weight room or toss on my running shoes or hop on a bike and go, go do something like that. I mean, like I was in, I was in good enough shape. Like I hiked to the the river and back of the Grand Canyon, my sophomore year of college, or right after my sophomore year of college, like that was a incredible feat that I was, I mean, I was proud of. And, you know, like we talked about last week with, with Matt Comer, that's something that not tons of people that I knew in central Indiana had done. And I don't know, as, as I got married and there were more demands on my time, I just, I felt like if I was choosing to go work out, I was choosing to not spend time with my wife. And even more so when I had kids, if I was choosing to to go work out or I was choosing to go do, I mean, fill in the blank. I was making a choice not to be with them. And I struggled with that because I wanted to be and still want to be a great husband and a great father. Those are, those are more important to me than what do I look like in the mirror? What do other people think
1: about me? Those types of things. So probably similar to what a lot of people can relate with, you put your, your, overall body um and wellness to the side to be able to serve your team or your family uh which is obviously a, a huge thing and very unselfish but it started maybe to get out of control
0: right and i got to the point where i felt like i needed to i needed to do something and so i joined uh website healthy wager and basically i was gambling on my ability to lose weight. They were betting on me to not lose weight. And I was betting on myself that I was going to lose weight, lost a hundred pounds. And, you know, that was when during that time I did the couch to 5k program. And then I did a sprint try with Comer. And then I did an Olympic distance triathlon with Comer. And I was playing sand volleyball at the time and, you know, started to get, started to get back in shape and kind of make it a priority. But, you know, Again, it was like when I, when I would go and play sand volleyball, I was asking my wife to watch the kids by herself for two hours when I wanted to go swim and then bike or bike and then run. I was asking my wife to watch the kids by herself for a couple hours. And it, and I almost like felt guilty about it because it's like, I'm gone all day at work I'm gone in the evening at whatever sport I'm coaching. I don't get home till late. And now I'm saying, Hey honey, I'm going to, I'm going to go have some me time out on the trail like that. That was kind of how I looked at it. And I don't know, it, it just, I, I almost felt guilty about it. And, you know, to be honest, during that time, something, something amazing happened, you know, as I was, losing that weight. And as I was working out and as I was doing all these things, these difficult things, I started to get a little bit more confidence. And I started to, you know, I'd been tossing around the idea of starting the mental training plan for a while and finally decided, you know what, we're going to do it. We're going to make this an actual company, started the LLC, got, you know, contacted Birch Dalton, set up my (laughs) friend, Got my first office space where I could meet with athletes and, you know, charge people money and, you know, have a little side business, basically, um, where, where I just helped other athletes from other sports and other schools to do some of the things that, you know, we'd been working on for a while with the football program and with my own athletes and, you know, working on the confidence and focus and, and all the stuff that we talk about on this podcast. And so... You know, during that time, I just I felt like I had this unbelievable confidence and drive, and I just I don't know it was it was different and and than it has been I think here recently.
1: Is there is there any one moment where that that confidence just you you felt it? Um, was there a certain event that you did within losing the weight, or was it when you got on the scale and you noticed that you had lost fifty pounds? Or where, like, where did this confidence come from?
0: Uh, I don't know. I mean, looking back on it now, like, I know the answer is the confidence came from the hard things that I was doing the, Oh, it's raining. Well, that doesn't matter. I have to get my run in today and feeling like I did something difficult and hard and uncomfortable and challenging. You know, I'm tougher than everybody that was sitting at home today. Um, you know, at the time, what were the big moments for me? Mm, I don't know, like probably when I hit the 50-pound mark, when I hit the 100-pound mark, when I won the, I don't know, 2000 bucks or 3000 whatever it was from healthy wage. Um, those were all big. When I finished the Olympic distance triathlon, like I just, I had a, a sense of accomplishment, I guess you could say, at those moments.
1: But it kind of goes back to where, kind of what we talked about last week with Comer, you had this overall goal, but nothing maybe really sticks out big time. But it was those small, small pieces of success. Um, you know, avoiding eating those certain foods that you, you know you really wanted to, but you overcame that for that day and just kind of piling those up, right? And it was, and as you made that good decision for your weight and for your body, it also was an investment into your confidence because your, your confidence, hey, I, you know, I made that right. As you said, it was hard. It was hard. You did it. You did the right thing, and that just kind of kept snowballing to where you are now.
0: Yeah, for sure. And it, you know, then once I I finished that, I finished that Olympic triathlon. I had won the money. I started the business. You know, I started pouring a whole bunch more time into it. Obviously, um, you know, nights and weekends where maybe I had been working out. I kind of justified it by like, well, you know, I'm, I'm still working hard. It's not like I'm sitting on my butt, but it became starting, starting mental training plan kind of took the place of going and working out. And to be honest, I just, I didn't make it a priority. And there was, there was an evening, you know, not too long ago where Carmen, Carmen told me that she was concerned about me and concerned about my weight and concerned about my health. And I like, I just sort of sat there and I thought for a minute and it was like, this isn't, this isn't like a priority for me. My cholesterol numbers are fine. My blood sugar levels are fine. I'm like, yes, I know that there are long-term side effects to being overweight, but in, in my short mindedness, I wasn't seeing any of that. And I wasn't thinking about that. And it was like, you know, don't you want to set a better example for our kids? don't you, you know, don't you think it would help make you a better coach? And don't you think it would do this? And she started, you know, like naming off all these things. And it was like, yeah, yeah, I do. But I don't know, like at the end of the day, when, when I'm tired and I come home, I'm not thinking about all those things. Like I'm just tired and I'm exhausted and I want to lay down and I don't feel like going and running. And it's easier to (laughs) grab some food on the way home than it is to get home after you guys have already had dinner and meal prep some fancy healthy chicken rice vegetable combo. Um, it's you know, may I
1: made excuses. That was that was what I did. So you you've gone through all those. Your wife's kind of called you out and put you up there and said, hey, this is you know, you know, what's the be- again a, a sacrifice for your family? Maybe you maybe you don't see that the weight loss is that important, but she's kind of putting into your eyes of what you know what's so this is very important for our family. And, uh, we always talk about with our athletes that we meet with about what's your, why, why are you going to show up at six in the morning, four days a week for these summer workouts in, in July when it's 90 degrees, why are you going to put in all of these sacrifices that your friends, they're going to be able to hang out this weekend. What's going to keep you from making the mistakes that they are? What's your, why we always hit on that. So is this where your, why started to develop or was it? Was your why already made years ago and you didn't know it? Where's that coming for you?
0: That's a that's a great question. So, I actually downloaded this app that was designed to like use psychology to help you lose weight. And I was like, oh, that's right up my alley. I'm a you know I'm a brain science guy. I read neuroscience magazines for fun. <laughs> maybe this will help. And I went through I went through it, and you know I maybe maybe lost ten pounds, but then I I put all that right back on. And, you know, by this time I weighed more than I've ever weighed at any point in my life. And I was, I was struggling with like, I I'm not motivated to do this. I don't know why I'm not motivated to do this. I don't know why it's not important to me. I wish that it was, it's important to my wife. It's just not important to me. And it, it kind of sounds a little bit ridiculous, but, but my, my solution to this was to kind of coach myself. So, you know, if I have an athlete come in, meet with me and say, I'm just not motivated to do X, Y, and Z for my sport anymore. Like you said, the very first thing I'm going to go to is, well, what's your why? And I knew that. And it was like, I was looking for this why, but it didn't exist. And I tried and I tried to come up with things and i brainstormed and i googled it and there just there wasn't that one thing that motivated me
1: and as and as we've always said with our, our players you can't just make this up you can't just yes. i can't create a why for you and say you need to do this because of x y and z it has to be intrinsic all of your heart and come from you so that's got that had to 100%. be very challenging
0: yeah and you know, then on top of it, it's like, I'm a mental performance coach. Like, this is what I do. Why am I like, am I, am I broken? Is this, is this stuff all just imaginary? Like, why, why does this not work? What are you doing? It doesn't work. I don't know. And and it was like, I almost had these arguments with myself back and forth. Like, well, Ben, what's your why? It's like, Well, I don't know. You're the mental guru guy. Like you tell me. And then, uh, you know, list these things off. Well, yeah, I mean, that doesn't really by itself motivate me. And so, you know, what I eventually kind of came up with as I started just writing down everything I could think of that I felt like should motivate me, I started to come up with like this wall of why. And all of a sudden, it wasn't like there was this one thing that was just going to be such a life-changing event that it was forever going to reshape who I was you know, I always kind of thought like in the back of my mind, like, you know, I really hope that this doesn't come down to like, you get cancer and the doctor says you have five months to live unless you quit living like an idiot. And, you know, it was kind of in the back of my mind, but then it was sort of like, well, I'm good. You know, the latest blood, blood work was fine. But looking at this wall of why all of a sudden it was like, when I look at the example I'm setting for my kids, I look at you know, how this impacts my relationship with my wife. I look at the decreased energy that I have. I look at, you know, maybe the, that I'm working with these high performing elite athletes and I'm telling them, you know, you need to be doing this to take care of your body. But you know, I don't really have to, cause it's not really all that important. Like, and I started looking at all these things that I wrote down and I started looking at, you know, I pulled up a picture of when I finished that Grand Canyon hike and I just thinking back to how I felt at the end of that. And I pulled up a picture after I'd lost all that weight and thinking how I felt after that and kind of deciding like this, this collection of things is my why. And I need to get this in front of me and, you know, put it up on my mirror, cut out pictures, wrote down words. You know, I I tell my athletes all the time, if you, if you want this to stick, you're going to have to remind yourself of this on a daily basis over and over and over. And so I kind of made a wall of my
1: whys. I kind of envisioned that of like, kind of like brick by brick, right. To, to, make your wall, it, like you said, it wasn't this one huge why, like some people have, but when you stack those bricks of all of your whys, it was this big wall. And then you saw what you wanted.
0: Yeah, that's that's a really good analogy. Yeah, that's that's exactly
1: what it was. So we we started talking some more about this because we share all these different things back and forth um, with one another, and there was kind of this m- maybe a moment or a thing that was the final straw yeah. that that kind of just struck your chord. Go go elaborate on that.
0: Yeah. So I, you know, my my oldest daughter is getting old enough that she played basketball this year and she's playing, you know, it's baseball this year, but it'll be softball next year.
1: And Uh, she's dominating
0: for, for as, uh, you know, challenging as maybe the basketball season was for her. She's been doing unbelievably well on the, on the softball diamond. But you know, there was this moment where I, I turned 37 this year, this March, And I was like, I don't know why, for whatever reason, for the first time in my life, like I felt old and it was like, you know, I'm no longer in the younger guy crowd on the football coaching staff. Like I'm one of the older guys now, 37, for whatever reason, felt way closer to 40 than 36 did. And also at this time, my son kind of started showing some interest in playing sports And I'll never forget. We were, we were going to go outside and we were going to throw the baseball around. Lily and I were, and Hunter was like, no, I want to stay inside and, you know, just lay on the couch and watch TV. And I remember feeling so like frustrated. And I was like, what, what are you talking about? You would rather sit on the couch and watch TV than go throw the baseball around. Like, That's not the kind of added. That's not what this family is about. That's not the kind of attitude that we're going to have. That's not how, you know, you're a young kid. You got all kinds of energy. We're going to go do something fun outside as a family and you're coming and you're going to have a great attitude about it. And I remember being frustrated and being ticked off and hearing Jake Gilbert in the back of my mind saying your players actions are either taught or allowed. And I've joked around about that. You know, it's it's funny when it's someone else's kid and they pick up their bowl of Cheerios and chuck it across the kitchen and you can, you can, well, either taught or allowed. mm -hmm. And it's not as funny when it's your own kid and realizing you've either taught that or you you've allowed that and now requires some self-reflection. And I started thinking like, you know, do I work hard outside of the house? Do I, do I put in a whole bunch of hours? You know, am I, are we building this new house for the family? Are we, you know, I'm starting this mental training plan thing and we're getting it off. We're getting it up in the air and running and we're starting this hybrid training program online. And we've got the podcast is doing fantastic. Like I work hard and I put in a lot of time and I put in a lot of effort, but what my kids see is me come home and be tired. And what my kids see is me come home and want to sit in my chair and me come home and, you know, sit down and not worry about putting, taking the time to cook up a healthy meal, just grab something quick and fast and easy. And to, and it, and it like hit me, like I'm training my son to be lazy. And that was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. And that was when, you know, we had already started talking about this whole do hard things f- thing for the you know kind of it's not really a series but oh it's a movement <laughs> it's a do hard things movement and we, and we kind of started talking about this topic and you know i was like i'm i'm failing right now in this area of my life and you know to be honest i'm i've been dreading this podcast episode <laughs> more than any other podcast episode i think that we've ever had because basically i'm getting on here and hitting record and telling people in and i i looked at this beforehand because i was kind of curious the last five episodes we've had people from the u.s canada norway australia germany uk sweden belgium france ireland were the main ones and then some other random ones so here i am like I'm this mental performance coach and I'm supposed to be able to help people perform at a high level and I'm not performing at a high level in this area of my life and I'm not performing at a high level as a parent and I'm not helping my kids perform at a high level. And so basically, you know, this episode is kind of me owning up to it and saying, I haven't done well enough. I haven't made this a priority and that has to change and episode Uh, Back episode number 54 was 100% directed at me. And I appreciate all the phone calls and and messages on Twitter, you know, different, some coaches um, and one player that, that sent back, Hey, this really struck a chord. And I feel like you were really speaking directly to me. This is exactly what I wanted to hear. Like that was for me that was for this. And that was the week that I signed up. Um, for healthy wage again. And so by next March, I'm going to lose a hundred pounds and, you know, I've got a decent little start on it. Um, but certainly got a long way to go, but even, even more than that, I'm going to sign up for a 10 K in the spring break town that we decided we're going to go on uh, vacation and I'm, I'm going to start training for that. And I'm going to, I'm going to go do hard things and I'm going to show my kids that, daddy screwed up and this is how I should have been acting. And this is the example that I should have been setting. Um, and you know, hopefully they're young enough that they, that hasn't done a whole lot of damage yet. And hopefully, you know, health wise, this hasn't done a whole bunch of damage to me, but you know, the past is the past is gone. There's nothing we can do about that. So, you know, starting, starting from here, Now, basically the entire world has heard me say that I've set this goal. I've come up with my why I've set this goal. I've got action plans in place. You know, Isaac, you and I talked about the notebook that we're going to kind of put together for each other, um, that we're going to use as your training and, you know, getting ready to crush that marathon time that you had or, you know, whatever other journey is going to be out there in front of you. Um, for me, just that that daily grind that it's going to take to lose this much weight again. Um, and I, I think the, the big difference for me this time is that I am, I'm not focused on the destination. You know, the last time it was like, if I lose this much weight, I'm going to get this gigantic check. And Carmen said that I can go buy whatever I want. And, you know, this time that's, that's still there. And, you know, don't get me wrong. It's going to be nice to get that check at the end and next March. Um, but even more so than that, it's not about that destination. It's about this journey. And then like Comer said last week, after we achieve it and we run it down, setting that next bar out in front so that, you know, it's not a, I've arrived, I've done it. Now I can just go sit back on the couch and eat pizza and wings and fries and, you know, lay around and not do anything hard. Like that's not the point. I've spent so much time in my life trying to figure out like, how can I make things more efficient? How can I put the least amount of work in and get the maximum results? You know, when I'm, when I'm out cleaning my garage or I'm, you know, I'm figuring out how much work is it going to take for me to go out and do this, that, or the other. And that, that's just, that's not where my focus should be. It shouldn't be how do I make things more easy? How do I make things more convenient? It should be what do I need to do to push myself and do hard things, as the great Isaac McGay once said.
1: Now, a, a big thing to see from this is in the last few weeks, we've talked about kind of, you know, big feats, going and, and run a marathon or going across and back uh, the Grand Canyon. This is more a compilation of small steps, right? Small, hard things. And I think that's probably more relatable to society in whole. We're not saying that you have to go out and hike across the Grand Canyon. We're encouraging you maybe it's you're going to wake up and you're going to read for 15 minutes out of your bible every day or 15 minutes of a book every day or maybe and that, that's a hard thing for you maybe it is you are going to wake up and you're going to walk for a half hour every morning before school or you know maybe it's a relationship aspect that you're going to do a hard thing you're going to you're going to mend that relationship that has kind of just dwelled within you for for years and years and years whatever it might be you know, you know what is hard and challenging in your life. Maybe it's something that you've been running from. You know, Ben reached this goal years ago and then didn't keep himself accountable um, following that. And like he said, he reached the goal and he was done. If you haven't gotten it, this is something major that we have said over and over and over in this podcast. It's not about reaching that destination. It's about that journey. It's about continuing on to try to reach something and, and the process day in and day out, that's where, the, that's where the glory is at. And so what are those things you've been running from? What are those things that, well, that, that's really hard and I don't want to have to do that because that'd be challenging. Maybe it's, you know, for me, I'm a guy, I don't love confrontation. Something hard for me would be confronting people uh, when I disagree with them. Maybe that's what it is for you. You know what is challenging for you. What is that that you can go tackle? And you don't necessarily do it tomorrow, but you take baby steps each and every day. Ben's not going to lose 100 pounds in a month, but he has to stay motivated and driven and take baby steps, put that confidence, those little coins of confidence into the bank each day, day in and day out, and then he's going to reach that goal.
0: And I mean, at this point, after (laughs) saying it on the podcast, like this is kind of... Like I'm not going to lie, this is super uncomfortable for me and I don't like this at all. This has been a very unpleasant podcast. But you need to do hard things. I do need to do hard things and quit making excuses to say, well, you know, I was going to go for a walk today, but oh, now it's raining. Well, put on your stinking boots and put on your jacket and go do what you said you were going to do. And so many times I've waited and said, well, you know, I'll start eating better after this weekend. Well, I'll start, you know, paying attention maybe after I get back from spring break. I'll start, but those are are never going to end. There's always going to be some cookout, some vacation, some wedding, some party, some fill in the blank. They're always there. And so what I had to do was quit hiding behind those. So... I don't know, you know, moving forward, I don't know necessarily what this is going to look like. I don't necessarily want this to turn into like Ben's weight loss podcast. Like that's, that's not what this is about, but you know, there are going to be some things hopefully along the way that Zeke, you and I kind of come across as we're going through and using these journals that we're putting together, um, that, you know, hopefully we can, we can basically practice what we preach and, and put this stuff to action and, you know, in the process, be me especially be a a better example for my kiddos
1: a lot of the stuff that we've been diving into maybe is a little bit off of what we've had in previous seasons really diving into the mental side of sports but it all ties in Um, whether you're a coach whether you're a player just hearing testimonies from people about doing hard things You're not alone out there. Um, There's lots of other people within this community. We heard from lots and lots of you about how this has motivated you to want to go do that thing that you've ran from for the last couple of years or confront that certain person, whatever it might be. So this is the last um, piece to our Do Hard Things kind of uh, mini-series but the movement continues on. Next week, we're going to dive into some nutrition, something that played a role in Ben's story, played a role in Comer's story, played a role in my story. All, Well, Comer had some pretty good success, but I know I had some failures um, with my nutrition during the marathon, and I think it'll be a really good one. So we look forward to that. And until next Tuesday, make your plan, put it to work.